Welcome to the podcast, Bacon No Bacon, brought to you by Bacon No Bacon. Comedy, comedy here often. There you network. go. Network. Comedy, comedy here often. Network. We're talking over each other. This is going terrible. <laughs> hey man, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> I like to start off on a. How terrible are you, my form. friend? I'm good, man. I'm okay. How are you? Good. I'm good. Remember that uh, Sudbury show I was trying to get you to come to? Yeah. Cancelled again. Really? Yeah, they're in a province-wide lockdown. Yeah, of course. It's going to keep getting fucking locked down, man. So we're doing... We're doing... Uh, All right, no uh, COVID. I'm doing a Panderic on February 12th. Panderic? You- okay, good. We can promote that. Let's not fucking talk yeah. po- COVID anymore. Right. Panderic online comedy show on February 12th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. February and so, 12th. like, remember, you know how, like, the Comedy Nest does it for, for fundraiser and that? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> they'll like give tickets give a chunk of tickets say 50 tickets to a, a charity and they could sell it for whatever they want yeah so that's what i'm doing with uh the sudbury people like because they they were trying to it, this whole show the show since fucking august i think we we're supposed to be doing it it's a fundraiser for this theater group so uh i just said just sell them for whatever you want and just give me a part of it you know so so uh, now it's canceled no more uh, you know, when we open up again, we'll go back up and and do a show. But we're gonna do we're gonna go forward with the February twelfth Panderic, and they're gonna jump on. They're gonna sell tickets to the Panderic oh, to raise money good. for their group. I think that's a great. Yeah. I think that's a better idea. Yeah, it all saves me a drive to fucking Sudbury. There you go. Don't gotta leave the house. Don't gotta stuck on that. Uh, what was that road we got fucking stuck on? Remember we were coming back from oh, Sudbury? Yeah, we yeah. Re- remember when they the flood it flooded or something and yeah. we had to turn all the way around, go all the way through Algonquin Park. See, uh, yeah, around, not through, uh, around Algonquin Park. What a nightmare, man! That was crazy. That added like five, four hours or something to our our trip. We were like literally three, four hours away, and then recalculating. It's like and one eight time, hours. Uh, Tim Rabnett and I tried to cut through Algonquin Park. Yeah. And less than a kilometer ahead of us, a bus had a head-on collision with a fucking transport truck. Oh, man. The bus flipped onto the highway. Uh, People were killed. It was very sad. Helicopters were there. But we were, like, cutting it just already to get to the show. Yeah. And we're, like, fucking... We sat there for 45 minutes and we're, like, stopped. Everyone's out of their car or whatever. Walking up to look at the... And we're, like, tabarnak. What a... And then we check it, and it's like an hour and a half added if we go back, take the 417, and go around the park like we had to do that time. Yeah. So we were late. The show was supposed to start at 8 or 8.30, and we got there at 10. Gosh, what a nightmare. Yeah, it's crazy when that happens. The road is just uh, so unpredictable. Yeah, the more the more remote you go, the less option, the less road options. Like, just to go to your house, I have like five options to get to your place. You know what I mean? I could take the 30. I could, uh, you know, take the 30, go to Valleyfield, and then go through the island. I could take the, the 20. I could take the 40. I could take Montreal and side streets. See, go to 13 over by the, uh, the whatever, Gwaine or whatever. There's yeah, like, it's nice to have once options. Once you get up there. Once you get up there, see, there's one. There's one option. Yeah, and you're screwed after that. You can't do anything. Yeah. Unless you, what do you do? Can you cross over to the Quebec side? I think you can cross over further up north, cross to the Quebec side, and then come yeah, all the Timiskeming, way. Yeah, yeah, Timiskeming. but once you're halfway down, it's you can't do anything. you got to turn yeah, back exactly. around, go yeah. all the way back up, turn. What a nightmare. Beautiful road, though. If it's not closed or anything, and it's... Uh, in the winter, well, yeah, we, nice we went and did that show flakes. in Timiskaming. Remember, we yeah, <laughs> you were laughing at me because I bought a fishing license because we were gonna fish our way all the way up, and <laughs> we fished for about five minutes. What was and that show? Something went wrong. 
didn't the Camry go wrong or something like that? No, that was a that was a different that wasn't Temiskaming. Well, we went up that way, and then we crossed Rouen, over. We Rouen, were going Rouen, Rouen, Rouen. Was that wasn't it? it Rouen? Yeah, Rouen. We did the show in the Rouen, and then we went to um, Timmins. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think that that's the one. And I think when we started fishing, I think Jamie was having a crisis or something. Jamie was... I don't remember, but yeah, I know that dude was definitely... Uh, fucked up my fishing mojo. Yeah, I think there was something in your life that you had to get Jamie, <laughs> you had to deal yeah, with. And then, yes. yeah, no more uh, no more fun fishing. But uh, <laughs> The Camry still have that. Remember that we went to Canadian Tire to buy all the fishing stuff? Yeah. I still have that little fucking pencil case full of fishing tackle in the back That's of the hilarious. Camry. The little in toy case. fishing tackle box. Yeah. That was uh, what a good time, man. Fuck the road. Good times on the road. So right now, also another, just to, to show the luck that I'm having. I mean, everyone's kind of feeling like, oh, why me during COVID? But uh, so I have no work, like basically no work. I made my yeah. own work by by what scheduling else? that uh, Panderic on February 12th. Yeah. But I had one booking, one physical booking for CBC. I was going to, I'm doing uh, debaters yeah. on February 6th. So I've won for the whole entire year. 365 day i have one day that's booked yeah don't i get a fucking email today hey would you like to do a fundraiser for us on the same fucking date (laughs) are you kidding yeah i have one booking let's see uh you should probably ask them maybe they could change it i'm sure they don't have much going on in their lives either well i checked with the the debaters debaters is an afternoon thing so i'll be able to do the uh yeah i'll be able to make them work but at first i was like come on let's see yeah, it's uh, getting pretty tough, man. I, I'm like uh, starting to think we're not going to fucking be doing stand-up anymore for a while. It ain't going to fucking happen. So uh, just do other things, man. Figure it out. Whatever. I'm you can being do. optimistic. I mean, Justin Trudeau put out that uh, he thinks that uh, uh, there will have been 20 million vaccines administered by August. So, you know, he might be uh, overshooting his load. But I think by the hey, fall, yo. by the fall... I think we'll be able to do uh, maybe back at, you know, we'll probably transition slowly back. So like back to the, the uh, limited capacities and stuff yeah, like 50, maybe. 50%. Hopefully if all goes well. By the fall. Um, yeah, dude, fuck. Last time we were talking, uh, we podcasted, we missed the revolution. <laughs> I know. We missed was it happening coup, that man. day? Yeah, that Did was we the day we were podcasting. Sixth? And then I get off oh, and man. I got like a bunch of messages on my phone. Everybody's like, hey, man, are you watching the news? Are you checking out the news? There's a coup going on. And yeah. uh, I turn on the TV. Yeah, it was insane. Everything that was just happening then, it happened at that one exact moment while we were podcasting, and the world has changed. He's been impeached since then. Like, how, how everything everything just changes so quickly, man. It's crazy how fast the world just, like... And they're going to hold the trial in the Senate. Um, where they need two-thirds the vote. And now, so far, the last report I read, they only had seven Republican that are going to flip, which makes it 56 seat, 56 vote out of 100. They need 66 vote out of 100 to make it pass, Make the 67, I think, to make the impeachment he's, pass. He's, uh, he's not going to... Uh He's, he's, this is going to be, I think, I, I think, I think, what do I know, everybody? What do I know? But I think, uh, this is going to be, I think it's getting crazy. Like, I think we're not even done this. Like, I think he's going to keep doing some nutty things, or at least his people are. 
Well, having did, him did removed that? from office would it, would be a good start. A hell of a good start. But they're saying that it'll take at least five days in the Senate. The trial will take at least five days in the Senate, which I think it start today or tomorrow. Uh, but uh, it will go. That takes it to the nineteenth. Yeah. Like, can you still remove him from office? Like, what if it takes I, I till the twenty first? I don't know how any of this works. Nothing makes sense to me. I thought when you impeach it, a president, they they're gone. Yeah, but apparently you just impeach them and then they don't. And have then they to have leave. to go to trial in the Senate. They have the, the trial is. But held how come in the he Senate. did? That didn't happen the first time. It did. The Senate totally. Right, they found him guilty, it. didn't they? Or no, they felt no. okay. They, really, they, they that's it. Yeah. They threw it out. That's that's at all. At the time, there was fifty-two Republican senators and forty-eight uh, Democrat senators. So right you get now, impeached, and then the Senate has to decide whether or not it yeah. sticks. And it has to be a two-thirds majority. It just sounds so Whereas rigged. in the Congress, to impeach, it's 50%. But then when they go to the Senate, it have to be two-thirds to it's, convict it's uh, crazy. on the impeachment. And they'll do better this time. But so far, there's only seven senators, one of which is Mitch McConnell, which is fucking... Yeah, that's, yeah he's not This gonna, guy is just... Like, these people... That guy's balls it's deep. so... It's so fucking dirty, right? And then there's other, and you look at, like, how the American, like, I don't even live in that country, but how (laughs) does the general regular Joe not recognize that these guys are all playing a a card hand, right? They're all playing politics. Mitch McConnell is like, wow, a lot of people, even in our own party, especially the moderate, are really hating Trump. I need to disassociate myself with him. So he's going that angle, and he's going to vote to impeach. I think he thinks that he's publicly said it's a good idea. Whereas other guys like Ted Cruz is thinking, "Wow, he's still got a lot of support. There are like fucking fifty million Americans that still love this guy. So if I attach my brand to him, who cares what actually happens to Trump? Right. But if I attach my fucking wagon to his fucking crazy rabid, mentally retarded horse." Uh, I might be able to pick up most of those 50 million votes when I run for president in four years. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, why the they're scared to go against him. Anyway. So Ted Cruz, is, that's, Ted Cruz is thinking, this is a guy, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump fucking called his wife ugly, told him he was a fucking, like basic, he didn't use the word retard, but he meant he said like mentally challenged fucking, his eyes are too close together, no wonder his wife is ugly. Ted Cruz is still supporting this guy. Yeah. Just to show you how the political game like I'll I don't take I'll take it in the ass if I can possibly maybe be president one day. It's so yep. fucking gross. That's cuz there's got to be a lot of money involved with it. There's got to be some sort of a power trip or money that's involved it's with power. it. Power. Yeah, but I mean power comes money, so that's why. Like once you're president, you're you're set. These guys are all so crooked that the money, they, they don't need money. They, they find ways to steal oh, our 100%. money. Oh, 100%. But the dude, it's like all money. of them. If you look at like any president, I mean, you, you even think of like uh, Obama or whatever. If you look at his mansion, like Google his house where he, his mansion, I think, I think it's in the Hamptons or something. He has like a, a mansion on, uh, on the water. Yeah. And it's like the guy made, what, 300000 a year as a president? Yeah. Like really, yeah. he could afford that? No, because you get at the end of it, they give you a nice little cut. They, you know, you're set. Yeah. Whoever you get a back- pension, but you're also the president. You write well, a book. There's going to be seventy five million people will buy your book. Yeah, but I think there's also all the corporations that you helped along the way. They they pay your retirement at the end. I think that's what really it seems like it. I mean, why else would you? How else could you afford to pay for the places that they're staying? I mean, look at the Clintons. They're millionaires. Everyone's 
Just load it. Like, how did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. I want my politicians to be broke as fuck. That's what I want. I want them to need their job. They should need the job. They should need the money. You know, they should be driving an old Corolla and just fucking, you know, they still have payments on it. Hybrid. Who can afford a hybrid? Right. No hybrid. I don't want them to be able to afford a hybrid. I want them to be on the old shit boxes. That's, you know, they're fucking, it's gas efficient. That's enough. You know, you're trying your best to help the environment, but you can't afford electric yet. And you're still trying to get there, but you're working towards something. So that this way you'd work towards making electric cars affordable for everyone, not just the wealthy. Right, the electric cars yeah. are for uh, costs like you know fifty, sixty thousand dollars minimum starting for like the tiniest garbage car, and and like who could afford that? Only the wealthy, you know, a hundred thousand dollars for a for a car. Only people who could afford a hundred thousand dollar car are driving it, and then they're getting a tax break because they're driving an electric car. But they don't need the tax break. It's yeah. the regular people that do. Need. They have that in America. Uh, America, the tax California, break for California. I know. Oh, has California it. would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. In Quebec, they, they still have it. The Quebec, it's pretty good. Quebec's great, even, and now federal even, is giving it to you too. There was a federal, um, um, not federal, sorry. Um, even for a fuel efficient car, like I remember when I bought a, a five speed Honda Civic four cylinder. Yeah, they gave me like twenty two hundred bucks. Oh wow, cash back, and because it's the most fuel efficient engine there is, or whatever. Wow, to before electric. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they they give you Canada now gives you I think it's Quebec will give you I think up to eight thousand dollars and the federal government will kick in an extra five thousand. Wow! But one of those cars starts at like uh, like I think the lowest seventy grand. Yeah, yeah. sixty thousand fifty five something like that. So like the after the rebates, it's still thirty seven thirty eight thousand dollars for a brand new electric car. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not like in reach for a lot of people. To buy a brand well, new car for 40 grand? Well, and they're clearly grand? good cars because if you check the used market for like Teslas. Uh, no, none. I haven't seen Teslas, but yeah. There's none for sale. People do not get rid of them. Yeah. I wonder what they do. I want, do they, does Tesla have a financing like for leasing cars too? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know about leasing, but they definitely have financing. Yeah, they'll have financing, I if, but I wonder if they lease or if they don't. But that would be the best. I would definitely. If Tesla does leasing, you know what? I'm probably going to go in there. Uh, what do they do? But I wonder. The, the other curiosity I had is: Does Tesla take trade-ins? Like, if I go in yeah. with my gas-guzzling yeah, V8 yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, supercharged Range Rover, will they give me a fair market price for? It? Yeah, I wonder if. <laughs> or they, they'll be like, "No, yeah. you are the devil. You don't even get a Tesla. You fucking asshole." Well, I don't know. They could they could use your your fucking V8 engine to go to space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk is firing rocket ships nonstop all the time. At least a few, at least one a week. We're all like the guy's doing great for the environment. Meanwhile, he's fucking burning rocket fuel every single week, shooting up satellite dishes like dozens of satellite dishes a week. It's crazy the amount of stuff that he's putting in the. And then he's yeah. So then that's going in the. At, in I like the, that uh, guy though. In I, space. I like him. Look, I like them all, but there's all a reason. They're there for something. Like, it doesn't make sense. The guy, he's not, like, really trying to fix, a le- like, the car market. It's not as noble as as one might hope. Right, but as it's, it's marketed. He, he, still, he still does have a certain amount yeah. of... Uh, yeah, he's of, helping uh, a little, but then you're yeah, firing he, rockets every week. How does that play out? Well, progress... Progress has sacrifices, right? And then you're launching satellite dishes up in space and they're just rotating around the earth, garbage everywhere. I don't know. Who knows anymore, man? What's good? 
that's the thing is we're all trying to fight for what's good and then you if you really look into it it's like we're just screwed there's nothing that is frightening eh, to see that you ever see that graphic of the planet like a picture of the planet from far away i don't know like from the moon or something like that yeah in 1960 uh, looking at all the sort of debris and space no i've never seen that and shit floating around to like 2019 they have another the amount of garbage that we've just left up in our orbit you know, like when you watch those space movies, like uh, the the Sandra Bullock one, where shit just starts ripping through their fucking thing because they're in orbit yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. How is that not happening yeah. every, for How every they... satellite that's up there? When yeah. you see a picture, dude, it's like this, like a fucking traffic jam, uh, the worst kind of traffic. It's just full of parts that they, you know, because that's how rocket ships work. They go up and then they they yeah they lose parts. They along ditch the way, pieces yeah. and then the new engine kicks in and. Blah. It's fucking, it's staggering. It's mind-blowing to me how they can even put anything else up there. It just looks like it's full of garbage that yeah. would be tearing in. But And somebody explained it to me is that because all the garbage and all the satellites are in the same orbit, so they're all kind of going at the same time. Okay. So it's like they're all standing still because they're all moving at the same speed, which is something oh, like 15,000 kilometers an hour. I see. But they're all kind of going... It's all going like right, you know, right, right. So you're traveling sideways with it at the same time. It's like driving behind the garbage truck on the on the on the highway. He's going a hundred, and you're going a hundred, and so it's just there's it's garbage right ahead like of you. Shit. But but if he slams on the brakes, or if another garbage truck hits him and sends him into you, then fuck. You know, anyway, it's there are those satellite images though where you could see 1969 really, eh? stuff where the the our our orbit the Earth's orbit or whatever yeah. what's that called the uh, atmosphere above the atmosphere looks the, pretty well clear there's a few but here and there and then fast forward 40 years it's just full of shit yeah it's pretty uh i believe it man because like if you think about it not to mention he fucking launched elon Musk put a car in space and just left it rotating and yeah yeah a fucking astronaut suit in it like all that trash no, there's definitely a lot of trash, and you see it. Well, we talked about this last time. I told you when I was up north, and you look up at the skies, man. You just see like satellites everywhere. You didn't you used to see like the occasional one. Now it's like they're everywhere, man. You just see satellites. It's that's not- probably something he's working on right now. He's probably sending shit up there. He's probably sending garbage trucks up there, like little space garbage trucks, getting ready for when NASA and those kind of agency are like, "Hey, man, we really got to clear out some space." And he's I, like, "Well, is- it just so happens I have a fucking, <laughs> I have I've got a, a garbage Dyson, truck up there. I have a Dyson fucking uh, space vacuum up there <laughs> to suck up all the trash that we have." Just give me seventeen trillion dollars, and I'll just start cleaning up the atmosphere. Yeah, there you go. There's uh no, there is a. I saw a company or a, a university or something that is working on a technology right now to be able to pick up space trash. But again, it's like huge chunks. It's not like a, it's not like a wrapper on the ground. It's like a yeah, like, no, it's like car size, size things. of a building that just like they falls off of the <laughs> rocket, and then it's yeah. just floating around. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you pick that up? I don't know. You need something gigantic. Canadarm. The Canadarm. Yeah, the Canadarm will pick it up and then fucking put it in a giant receptacle. It's a well, maybe they it's a giant one eight hundred got dr- got junk truck. <laughs> yeah, container. some bumper stickers up in space. <laughs> Just a Canadarm <laughs> and a fucking one eight hundred got junk cart. <laughs> Just picking up all the trash, all that space trash. But yeah, it's a lot of junk up there for sure. I imagine. 
Can't be. Uh, can't I wish, be healthy. The, I wish they would tackle the oceans. I wish they could clean up the oceans. The ocean do too, man. Shit? Jeez. Oh my god. I was watching the whole. I think I talked about that too. But there was. Uh, uh, I saw something about Microsoft testing in the ocean, testing to put their uh, servers in the water now in the ocean. To so, cool them. Yeah, it sense. cools them. But then also, like, they're not doing it fully yet. They're just testing it still. But it also could impact the environment because now you're, the ocean will warm slightly wherever those are oh, yeah. sitting, right? Yeah, I didn't think yeah. about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, the ocean is a great way to cool it down. But then you think about it, it's like, yeah, but it could raise the temperature and that would kill, you know, plants and other living things around it that are used to the temperature that it's hmm. supposed to survive in. It's very it's it feels like we're getting to the point in the world where like it's very finicky like we're we've we're at our limit where like you know where you could alter something and whether or not it affects a shitload of stuff around it. Yeah. it feels like now it's so fragile. Like before you used to be able to do anything now like in Quebec even you can't even like you're uh, by the lake you can't even change like you can't put a beach can't put sand by the way if like leave like I don't know 30 feet by the water uh you can't touch it it has to be whatever is like natural because it affects the yeah. entire. And you see it when you go like in California. I saw it a lot because when you drive around all those spots, like all these like uh, you know like little towns and things like that with historical references, those things were like those were people trying out stuff. They were like you know the prospectors that were trying to do things, and they damaged like a ton of property in all the things that they tried. So you oh, yeah, s- they would deviate creeks and yeah, rivers. Yeah, so and- you see, like, the huge impact it makes, man. It's, like, it starts to make you wonder, like, we're really... Yeah, we've, we've screwed up we've the planet really a lot. Up. Yeah, yeah it's pretty up. Uh, messed up. It's crazy. Anyways, how about some jokes? No. <laughs> how about a good time, everybody? It's funny. We keep trying. Like, I keep trying all the time, like, just writing down stuff. And I'm like, we got to talk about other... But, like, the world is so entranced and, like, so filled with everything that's so COVID-related that it's, like, yeah. impossible. And, like, what do you do? Can I change subjects? What happened in my life? Nothing. I went to the store. I had to wear a mask. Everything's closed. Like, everything's COVID-related. What else am I going to talk about? They're it's- in the fridge downstairs, Reese, the little baby fridge. Thank you. Two, please. Are you getting a top-up? I'm there? drinking beer. I just decided to drink beer instead Good, of coffee man. Go today. Ahead. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Things are going. Uh, getting back to like, so again, we, you know, it's hard not to, uh, we talk a lot about COVID and we talk a lot about Trump, but did you see the uh, speech he made in Texas when he was standing in front of the no, wall? No, I saw the Still, like, clips, but I didn't see the speech. Why is he bragging about the wall? Bragging about the wall. Thanks, buddy. Still, but still going on about the fraudulent but still mentioning the the fraudulent thing and don't worry we're not giving up but the wall and how good i did dude it feels like what a good job i did i listened to you talking to the border guards you wanted that extra flap on the top and i put your flap i flap we designed this flap with like he's just a fucking moron yeah and yet it's totally feeding into what his followers like like it's so gross well again like i always say he knows what he's doing he sounds like a moron but he knows what he's doing and it's moronic it's it's the equivalent of like a billboard it's just it's flashy it's stupid it's useless but you see the fucking product on the billboard in the store and you're like yeah i saw that somewhere let me buy it you know it's it's like as long as you just you're tack you could be tacky as hell but as as long as you own it you're really like you're selling it you're selling yourself and then people are like well my guess he might be telling the truth maybe they're (laughs) all crazy 
Yeah, I know, but it's that's what it is, man. It's a it's a wild place. I've I, honestly, man, it's never felt more like a dictatorship. Like he's a total. He's a uh, he's like a. Uh, you got to watch out for this guy now. Like it seems yeah, like he's I, like, really well, trying to in, take over the country. In the past, other dictators that we've seen, um, like you know, going back to pre Cold War, I mean, communication wasn't there, right? People, regular Joes living in their house, had the newspaper, and if the state controls the newspaper, well, that's the only information they have. Yeah. So it's easier to convince them. You don't have to. Right. Now people have access to all the information possible, and yet they still only listen to this well, I think thing it's that falls actually, in their own wheelhouse right. and it's so you're, gross. You're right, but it feels like it's almost easier now. We don't know it because we're not like social media <laughs> gurus, but I feel like people that know social media in and out and how to like target marketing and ads and stuff like that are definitely, it, it, it's probably way easier for him now to convince a large group of people to do whatever the hell he wants. Well, you, that group, that's he's already, yeah, he's already got a captive audience to these fucking maniacs. Yeah, but then also, like, you're targeting people, like, if you, you know, your Facebook algorithm shows that you follow people that are very similar, so now it'll start popping up all these things in your feed. Honestly, fa- social media is to blame for all of this. This is for sure social media. And I feel like we might take a dip on social media. Like people will start to slow. I feel like people already are starting to fall off of social media because they get like shamed, you know, if they yeah. <laughs> like, especially now with like COVID, you're, if you're breaking any sort of a COVID rule, like you'll get shamed. So now it's getting to the point where it feels like, like people are going to get away from social media. Cause they're like, I can't even live my life. Like I fucking just put a picture of me with, one person and everyone's like what the fuck are you guys doing next to each other yeah <laughs> you guys are supposed to be fucking six feet what are you doing so it just yeah. like it's it's getting to a point where i feel like people are going to hide from social media because it's now your the rules are so much more strict that you like everything you're doing is almost breaking a rule at some point it doesn't and especially in ontario with the rules now it's like everything's so vague like what is what are the rules i don't even know it's like go out if you want if you need Bye, to I love you. Love you too, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ontario is pretty weird. Like everything now is just, it feels like people are going to get off the social to just kind of live their lives and not be judged constantly. It's uh, it's definitely interesting. Did I tell you about that? There's a social media, uh, there's a Instagram account that's like shaming influencers in Quebec that are breaking no. like the COVID rules. Yeah, I saw there's a, I don't know who it is. There's a guy that started this, it just became like, I saw it on the news, like on TVA or something. And like, he just, now he's got like a ton of followers and basically he started off when all those people were traveling, going on vacation. He just like rounded up every social media influencer from in Quebec and just like put their videos on his thing and shame them. And people just fucking started going yeah, after you- all these influencers and they're all crying now. Like they put like apology videos and they're all crying in them. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Did you see funny. the Gazette today? The president of CBC went down to Florida or something uh, like that on vacation? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. Which, uh, Ka- uh, is it Catherine or something? It's a, uh, it was a no, it was a dude. Was oh, a dude. Guy. Okay. Okay. Maybe he was like an the- executive. Maybe he wasn't this, the chief executive. Maybe yeah. he was just an executive. But there were, and um, 
Wasn't there one of the conservative wow. party guys that did it too? That went down to Dominican yeah. Republic. Yeah, or something? conservatives, liberals. I think one NDP member. I'm not sure if there was more. I think there was one. There was definitely liberals. But there like, was a what, few liberals. I thought in our there, borders were closed. How do you just like? <laughs> where are you going? You know. Apparently, you can fly. Dominican still. Republic. I'm fly. You know. I've you can fly. Business. You could still fly. Apparently. I don't understand it. I don't know how or why, but it's obviously it's to keep the airlines happy, to like give them some business. But it's ridiculous, I think. Like what we're doing, it doesn't make any sense. We're telling people you can't do something and then meanwhile you could actually do it. And then you're trying to keep the airlines happy cuz they employ a shit ton of taxpayers. I think and if that you time it right, buying Air Canada stock will probably be a good buy. If it's like, you gone time it to down where we're again. Gonna, where, it was yeah, it's good like at the, 24 bucks. It was at 15 when it crashed. It was at 50 and then when it crashed when like everything happened it went down to 15. Ooh, that would have been a good buy for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, but again, who knows? It could tank even more if this doesn't like go away or get better. I I don't know. I mean, who knows what's the stocks are weird, man. Stocks are like it does like the company's doing great, stocks don't move. Then all of a sudden the company's like fucking has no move had nowhere to work or operate or anything but for some reason their stocks are going up because someone speculates something i don't get it i don't understand yeah. it it's all fucking yeah. bullshit these guys these guys yeah, i just... tell you <laughs> but um it's definitely uh air canada is uh i wonder what they're and they're putting pressure you can tell they're putting pressure like they're not telling people but you can tell they're putting pressure on the government because now they're they're slowly pulling flights from remote locations in canada so, like, you know, oh, like really? the Atlantic provinces are now they got cut uh, from Air Canada routes. Uh, I th- well, that's not pressure, though. That's because the bubble is such that those provinces are really fucking pushing their measures and the bubble is strictly enforced. So there's nobody flying in or out. Well, this is what canceling them is not a thing. You want to do one a week. OK, but I don't think people are not. I think it feels oh, like canceling the routes outright. Yeah, I think they're canceling them completely. There's no more oh, routes shit. until they figure out how to. Yeah, Labrador and I think St. John and wow. uh, other places in the Atlantic provinces. But this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're doing this on purpose because the government of Canada they have an obligation. Air Canada, I think, has an obligation with the government of Canada <coughs> to su- supply transport to remote locations in Canada or hard to get to, you know? like Which they, allows them to, yeah, that's why the government allows them to have a near monopoly on... Yeah, things. so they give them that, and then now it seems like because they're not letting them fly internationally freely, as freely, or, you know, they're putting restrictions on them, it's almost like mm-hmm. they're going, well, you're not letting us fly? Well, we're going to start taking off some of these routes that you want us to connect. Because the thing is, those areas that you're cutting routes to... Those people need to go to a hospital, or they need to go like to, to yeah. a, another major like Labrador. city. Labrador is a very isolated. They place. need a they need a fucking plane, man. So that's why you're supposed to buy like it's the that's part of the agreement with Canada is you're supposed to help the communities reach uh, you know things that are important and also supply them with food and whatever they need in exchange for yeah hundreds of millions of dollars in subsidies tax from breaks the and all yeah. that shit. Yeah, exactly. So now it feels like they're almost like. Pulling those on purpose. Why don't you pull your flights from Florida? You know what? If you pull all your flights from other yeah, places right. yeah. and, and, and Canada now doesn't have COVID because we're all fucking following the rules and we're not traveling, we could all just fly in our own country. You know, Air Canada would be back and running. They'd be good. Uh, I would. I'd I go on vacation. That. Well, why not? Wouldn't you? Yeah, I would too. But I mean, I don't think you and me are going to fucking bring a whole industry back to life. I feel like everyone, dude, the moment you can travel, man. 
Are you th- are yeah. you kidding? Like everyone's gonna leave the moment you're like you can go. It's like we're all gonna be so horny to just get on a plane and go somewhere, man. Yeah. So I feel like if you're like you can go to BC, we're allowed. I'm sure a ton of people will be like, I've never seen BC. I'm gonna go. Yeah, we have a fucking huge, beautiful country too. Yeah. It was also I was watching. I'm rewatching now. I think I finished Netflix, so I'm watching uh, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy again. And I'm in the season three where they're in um, Northern Ireland. Yeah. Man, do I want to go there. I want to visit more Ireland, but I'd love to go to Northern Ireland. It looks like yeah. a, Northern Ireland, Scotland. It's like the really old yeah, Anglo-Saxon kind of place, you know, like a, uh, I'd love to go to, to uh, Dublin as well and um, the, the the Republic's Ireland countryside and that. Yeah, the history but, uh, is the, yeah, for and, sure you know, uh, worth it on its own. The whole, the, the, all of Europe. I, I mean, yeah, there's so Europe. much in Europe to see. Europe, you're, all of the whole continent of Europe is like the size of Canada, but there's like 50 countries in there. Yeah. So much history to see. I would love to be able to take the Again, now I have time, but I have no money to do, you know, do it properly. You also can't travel. I'm a little too old to be backpacking, see? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd love to see you backpacking across Europe. You're not too old, man. You can get out there. I like I like luxurious things, man. That's that's don't more let like my it. look fool you. Don't let the fact that I'm still wearing the same outfit I was last podcast <laughs> fool you. I do like yeah, luxurious. You do, you do like the luxury. I'm more of a. I'll sleep in the back of the van. I was. I've I've been buying lottery tickets, borderline on an addictive level for like thirty years. <laughs> And I've never fantasized about winning the lottery more than I have been in the last few months. Oh, God. Like, I often find myself going to sleep thinking about, oh, my God, I could win the lottery. And then this would all Imagine winning the lottery. We came close. I came so close, man, at work when I was working uh, at uh, Audi, when I was working in the garage with all the guys. We'd always buy it once a week. Dude, we had five of the six numbers. And all we won, wow. all we won was, I think, like just over seven. Twelve hundred bucks. Seven well, grand? between so the, grand. like, we had to split it. So, yeah, we got, like, I think 700 each. There was, like, 10 of us. Yeah. It sucks so bad. We were all, like, we are all very happy, but also, like, one number, man. And it was a 50 million. Oh, there you go. Because I got, I got uh, five out of six once, and it paid 3,700 bucks. Fuck. Yeah, it was a 50 million, Because I think million, there was, like, man. 10 other people with the same yeah, number. Yeah, that's it. We had a bunch. Uh, that's what it was. A bunch of people had five out of six also. So it totally, yeah. like, killed it. Oh, man, what a bummer that was. We all totally yeah. were just like, imagine we all won the 50 mil and we're working at a garage. <laughs> They'd have no mechanics the next day. Even one big bump, like one million. One million doesn't set me for life to live in, you know. No, but it, buy, it, pays, it pays a house and it's you don't have to worry. I would buy that piece of land that I've been talking about, yeah. a piece of land on a lake. Uh, I would go to Europe for a month. See, I would uh, pay this place off, redo my kitchen and have somebody else do it rather than try to do it myself. <laughs> um, yeah. Just one million, one million would make such a would make for a really exciting following year. Anyway, I would invest in Air Canada. <laughs> See, I would, <laughs> I would have money to do things, things that I would invest in Air Canada. I love that. Yeah, that's a very Canadian little uh, other investments. See, I've I got, would the, I've, I invested in this uh, electric car company and uh, Chinese electric car company, and I've tripled my money. Knock on wood, so far I only triple my money if I sell, but. 
right now I've tripled my money. And I wish, like my friend Carrie was the one that tipped me off to it. And at the time that he tipped me off to it, I think it was at $3.80. I bought wow. in at $20. Wow. I bought in at 20 and it's I've still tripled my money. Wow. So it's at $63 now. Uh, and the, the company still, like sometimes it has days where, like you said, there's no explanation for it. The, you know, you read the news and it's like, oh, uh, tech stocks are down, electric car, whatever companies are suffering. And then mine will, it'll pop up by four bucks in one yeah. day. And I'm like, what? Why? What the fuck Yeah, is I happening? know. Even like it's bad news. Like you read the article and it's bad news yeah. and it goes up and then you have like amazing news. Where like, and then a week later, you find out there's good news. There was good news in the pipeline, and people like that's why insider trading. How fucking dumb do you have to be to get caught for insider trading? Because yeah. clearly, there's tons of people doing it. Yeah, because today sure. they're like, oh, this contract was lost, and da, da 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 da, and yet the fucking stock goes up four bucks, and then a week later, you find out they just signed a new deal with a Europe development company, right. and not. You know, yeah, they knew somebody in the company knew. Okay, the deal was yeah. lost because they're gonna go. Yeah, I know. It's all, it sucks. It's like the, the rich get richer, the and rich, it's the yeah. fucking unscrupulous people. Like we were talking about a mutual friend of ours earlier that you know his mind is focused on money constantly, how to make money, how to invest in this yeah. and that. I'm just not like that. I'm not like I'm not even my own stock that I have my own money in. I'm not yeah. looking at it every single day, ten time a day. Yeah, it's stra- I don't yeah, know. Hard. I don't know. It's a different beast. I think it's a different part of your brain if you're really uh and thankfully there's like actual nice guys out there that do that, but like there's a lot of scummy dudes that are out there that do that too. Uh that are like aware of all these things, good at business and like cutthroat where they'll just rip yeah. someone off so that they and can pocket at it a all. point. At a point they've already made more. Like just having this unscrupulous, unstoppable desire to make more. Yeah. You know, by the time they're 35, they have fucking $78 million. Yeah, but you're an asshole. <laughs> Watch how fucking little I do. Abdul, if I had $78 million. Right, right, yeah, I know. Dude, I wouldn't even fucking pull grapes off the stem by myself. <laughs> I would be hiring people to do fucking everything. I would be Jabba the Hutt just fucking I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't hire medical See, that's, teams. But that's the <laughs> difference. But then you're going to keep my body alive. You're going to lose your money then. Because you're going to spend it all. I'm like the complete opposite. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking going easy. I'm just going to coast this out so I don't got to fuck go crazy and like always be like, well, I paid 30 grand for dinner yesterday. I got to make another 30 grand. Otherwise, I'm out. What? Yeah. Just I guess. fucking eat a burger, man, and call it a day. 78 million is an amount that even I couldn't, I couldn't fuck up. I would not fuck that up. Well, 78 million listen <laughs> never i live never, i feel never. like i live large i feel like i live large yeah on a budget of like a hundred thousand dollars a year yeah so if i give myself you know five hundred thousand dollar a year and invest 77 million see that yeah, 77 just, million is making a million a year yeah. easily yeah so i have now a million dollar a year budget yeah. And I already live good. I already live really good. So with a 10 times my actual living expense, I see, I'm, that's, <clears throat> but in my, as soon as I get cancer or whatever, I'm spending the shit out of that. I'm not leaving my kids fucking 77 million bucks. I'm going to be buying fucking, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> buying two Porsches and I'm giving you one and we just do fuck play chicken with it and just fucking <laughs> crash up derby with fucking 9-11s. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. Oh, dude, have you seen, uh, have you watched uh, on Amazon Prime? There's a, documentary called the Jim Connor files or it's like a series 
You ever see on Kana. Yeah, you ever see on uh-huh. YouTube, you ever see the um uh oh, what's his name now? How am I Oh, Ken Block. Do you know Ken Block the race the the DC shoes guy? So he no. co-created DC shoes and then sold it when he was young and okay. then he just he's like a rally guy like loves driving cars and dirt bikes and stuff like that. And then he just made one like uh, YouTube video. You must have seen them. Like you, I think he started driving Subaru rally cars. He just made a video, like a YouTube video, where he drives around like a town or just does these crazy stunts. So yeah, it's a it, it's a series that follows uh, him making all of those episodes on YouTube. And now huh. he's got sponsors. He's like an amazing race car driver, like rally car driver. It's wow. a wicked series, and it's filmed so well, and the quality is so like amazing to watch. And I'm he's, check it out. Oh, it's really fun, man! And the guy's like, it's on he, Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime. Amazon, okay. But the the stunts they do, and then just watching it and seeing them because they're filming it, right? So like they got to get the guys to build the, the the jumps and to do all this, and like you know on time, and it's pretty. It's kind of cool. Like it's you can tell it's a real reality show type thing, and not like I love that stuff too. I watched the uh, you know those thirty for thirty ESPN. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's... There was one. There was one about this guy Matt. Uh, he's a BMX. He's the number one top BMX guy that came up in the uh, late eighties. Uh, yeah, I think I Matt. Matt I, I know. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway, right it was now, super I would, interesting I to, exactly to see him. it that he just wanted to do it for Matt him. Matt Hoffman. And then, yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah, yeah Matt Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, was uh, super well done, and to see like you know, again, like I tell my kids, I wouldn't want them getting into daredeviling things, but yeah. he was just doing it because he loved doing it, and right. then it ended up m- making money. And then even when the the sport kind of dried up in terms of interest for a few years, it had like a lull. He still loved it, so he kept doing stuff. And he's like, "Well, there's nowhere to go do it, so I'll just build my own thing." And then would have a bike, and you know, he lands a crazy thing that no one had ever done before. Yeah. And the fucking wheel bends or whatever, or the frame, the fork bends. So he's like, "Fucking, I'll just start building my own bike." So I'm gonna engineer. Like he's not an engineer. He's a fucking. Yeah. I don't think he went past fifteen. You think he stopped doing school? But he knows bikes, the, the engineering of the right. bikes. So he started making his own bicycles, and then people are buying that. And but he's still doing it, and then almost died. And anyway, super super cool. I Those thirty for thirties are so fucking yeah, good. I should watch that one. It was uh, my friends and I when we were younger. My friends were all BMXers. I was the camera guy. Never. I was. I was never the one that's like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking try and kill myself on a bike. But I'll yeah. film you assholes doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I did, man. I was always the guy with the camera. I was like, first one there, let's film this shit. Uh, but yeah, we used to, yeah, they used to love uh, Matt Hoffman was huge in the day, man. <clears throat> guy was a legend. But yeah, those were the those were the days when you were coming up. What was was skateboarding big when you were young? When I was young. Or was just skateboards starting? was starting, and it was like, and it was the, there were the smaller ones. Yeah, you know? it was like, like that they, surf style kind of just the cruising, not really tricks. They, no, the little ones. They, I think they called them. Uh, they still sell them, but they're called like something else. They're like mini or whatever. Okay, you know, like now the boards are fat. Those, yeah, yeah. Those were very rare when I was a kid. They were like this wide. Really, like a two by four almost or a two by six. Wow. Uh, and then they started the the bigger boards started happening in the pools and all that stuff. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, but, those were uh, the. It never caught on in, in Montreal. Anyway, it wasn't that big until I was much older. Yeah, it's what I think it was when I was growing up. When I was a teenager, that's when it really hit. It was huge. Like BMX and skateboard was like. Uh, Although I say everyone. that, 
and but this friend, the, a friend of mine. So you know how uh, Jamie was dating Reese's best friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I so that, idea. that guy, Jeremy, his yeah. uncle is uh, this guy Danny that I went to elementary school with, and he was into. He introduced me to break dancing and BMX and all that when BMX was big. Uh, but he and he owns the local skate shop, a uh, place called Spin. So okay. I guess it was big. I just never noticed it. And, and I think like he was probably a mid-teenager, like 15, 16, when skateboarding really took off. And he transitioned from you know, breakdancing. He liked all that body kind of shit. Okay. So breakdancing, BMXing, and then he got into skateboarding and then became like number one in Canada, I think, at some point. Cool. And now he makes his living still selling BMX and uh, skateboard stuff. Yeah, cool. And he has a, like a whole park, like an indoor skate BMX park where they, you know, yeah, that's in the Nowadays. South Shore, right? In uh, yeah. Brossard area? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's been Now when you go to them, there's BMXs in there, there's skateboards, there's rollerblades. Rollerblades. The fucking scooters. Scooters, I was going to say, doing yeah. Fucking triple flips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where when I, when I was a kid, if you could do one of those little kick flip or whatever, you know, you just kick your skateboard and does a little flip, you were a fucking hero. Now people are on scooters as still doing triple flips. Oh, yeah, the, there's some crazy parts. kids out there, man. Yeah, there's some crazy kids that just Nuts. daredevils. They'll do shit yeah. that that's like, yeah, I know. Because when yeah, when when I was younger, like my friends were starting to do that. They were doing the rails, going down the rails, the uh, huge rails, and I would film them. And you'd see one of them, fucking one of our friends bailed once doing a drop. We had a video. A friend of mine. We we always used to like. Well, we're video cameras were like getting popular because they were the affordable, like compact ones were coming out. Right. So yeah, we always had like shit on those on four tape. millimeter ones. Is that the, the, the four millimeter? No, the like the first was the eight eight millimeter. The the not the not the bigger eight millimeter tapes, but they were like kind of a <laughs> like mini the tapes VHS. Were almost- yeah, like mini VHS that you could cigarettes. put in yeah. a VHS. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was the those. first. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then after that was the small tapes, and then it got digital after that. But yeah, we were using those. I remember my friend had a JVC. That was the first one that was like we we're all fucking all over it, man. He got it for Christmas. I've got one of those upstairs. The yeah. mini tape, the yeah. eight millimeter JVC mini. Yeah, tape that's one. it. Yeah, and yeah, when I started doing stand up, that was what I had. So fifteen years ago, sixteen right. years ago. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, it's Just crazy. The how forty fast? hours of very terrible stand-up I have up there, in my, dude. How fast my... technology moved, dude? Right? It's crazy. Like you don't even need media anymore, or yeah. your media is the size of a fucking guitar it's, pick. It's SD. crazy it's... what you can fit. Yeah, in like a like a a mini s like a micro SD card. I got a sixty-four gig the other day. I bought a micro SD, and then you have like hundred twenty-eight, two fifty-six. Like it's insane. Yeah, well, that's what like, I'm on right now. I'm on a 128 micro. Yeah, that fits into it fits into the regular mini disc adapter to fit into my Zoom. I still got a two gig, I, and I think I found a 512 kilobyte the other day <laughs> from really? like an old cell phone. <laughs> and I had a two gig, and I remember I brought it out just because I was like I couldn't find my memory card, and I was like I brought it, and I'm like yeah I'll just throw it in see whatever it catches like how much how long maybe it'll be like. 20 minutes of video i put it in my <laughs> gopro dude it lasted like three minutes and it <laughs> completely <laughs> fall i was like well how do you 
two <laughs> gigs, man. Imagine we used to, and that was a big car, two gigs. Now it's going up. It's crazy. I can't even imagine where the world's going to be in like fifteen years. There's another documentary that's on. I think it's on Netflix. It was about the Challenger. Remember the? I don't know if you're old enough to remember the Challenger the uh, space shuttle explosion. Oh, the the space shuttle. Okay, the space shuttle that exploded. I think it was in '83 or '84. Yeah. Um, that's but showing me. they're in the NASA fucking the control center or whatever. This is the 83 or 84, and they're like, uh, this computer, and it's like a wall of machine, right? Like a right, full yeah. wall, and they're like, this thing has the capacity to, it's got microprocessor, and it's got four gigabyte of storage. I'm like, dude, that is, that's not that long ago. Yeah. Like, it's shocking to me. Like, the 80s to me, like, yesterday there was something on TV that said, um, uh, 1990, this person did whatever. And I'm like, well, yeah, 1990, that feels like, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, no, that's fucking 31 years ago, 1990. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, where yeah. the fuck did the time go? I know, man. But, yeah, in the 80s, <laughs> in the 80s, a couple of gig was a, f- a room full of fucking machines. Yeah, man. I, I now, interviewed. Yeah, go ahead. My, I don't even know. I think I'm, I have 500 gig, I think, on my phone. Wow, that's crazy. I, I did a when I was on twenty two minutes I interviewed a uh, well we went to the space the space this the spy agent agency we went to CSEC in Ottawa they didn't let me in but uh, we spoke to we spoke <laughs> I to a, why Abdul but <laughs> we spoke to a university uh, professor who is like uh, he's an expert in um, for of CSIS and all that like he knows all that stuff and he was like a, a like an I don't know, I forget he had something to do with them. And he was telling us about the first computer that CSIS had uh, was, I can't remember what year, but it was way before computers were even thought of. Yeah, like 70s. And even before that, I think. And oh, wow. he, he said the computer was so big that they cooled it down with water. The, the system got cooled with water, and it was literally like a waterfall in a room, like a full-on wow. waterfall to control, to cool down this this computer that's nowadays is probably yeah your cell phone yeah <laughs> would blow it out of the water like yeah, yeah yeah no pun intended it's crazy it is very crazy how fast everything is going man and again that's probably why we're all fucked and the earth is gonna crumble the uh i wanted to mention this so as a lot of people saw i was doing the quebec campaign for uh covid yeah measures, stay, stay home. home and all that Dude, that thing, I, there was an article, there's an article, uh, it's on the gazette.com right now, but there's going to be, in the print paper tomorrow is going to be, there's going to be an article about it. I'm doing CJAD tomorrow morning. I'm doing global morning show tomorrow morning to talk about that. What's it like to be the spokesperson for the, oh, cool. for the terrible rules? And I'm like, really? I've been working my whole career to be a notable stand-up comedian. I do one turkey joke as see on for the government and now I'm like the which it, I'm not complaining listen because we're not able what, to work what are you complain being, about press buddy you complain about no, press no yeah this campaign I realized I'm, I had no trouble because I want this to be over it's a, a message trying to get us through this thing so I had no trouble attaching my brand to it but it also it served a purpose that I'm only realizing now that because I'm not able to get out there doing shows and going across I got very lucky in terms of my colleagues even like you other comedian uh, on the national level, CBC ran uh, two of my debaters during COVID. Yeah. And uh, uh, just last week, uh, CBC's LOL ran one of my full half-hour special, whatever, on um, on CBC National. 
Cool. And then here in Quebec, I'm on TV every five seconds and on the radio every five seconds uh, with these things. So even though I'm not able to be out there, at least there's, I got lucky in that I've been, my image and my name has been put yeah. out there to remind people that should this ever fucking end, I will be one of the few comedians that won't be like forgotten or I'll be the least, right. I'll be the most fresh on people's mind because of these things. And I feel very, very fortunate, even though, you know, I'm still broke as shit and Yeah, bored. but it's good, man, as long as you're doing but stuff. But I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. And the, the, making what I, I made before, to doing just to like, I still have a roof over my head my kids are still fed my kids are still take me for granted and just eat and consume and we need this like <laughs> buy more cashews you know like that's they don't even notice that we're in the midst of a thing they they the big thing is they have to be home by eight o'clock and then they're like oh god we got to spend time with you and I'm like uh. <laughs> did <Yeah>. you uh, <laughs> On another subject, though, with the COVID thing, did you hear about that lady that took her husband for a walk on a leash? And, I did hear and that. And they yeah. didn't go; they didn't buy it, and they gave her a ticket. I think for imagination, just let her go. See, they're just taking a walk, obviously. Well, I it's it's I I could picture the couple. Like I think we've lived in Quebec long enough. I, yeah, to picture who douchey, they are, but... what they're doing is probably too drunk. A uh, drunk couple, and they were both just wandering the streets, and they had the leash on, and they were probably looking for it. Uh, you know, looking yeah, for if they mouth off. If they mouth off, I guess they should. You got a it. leash but on your Reese, husband. You're doing it on Reese, purpose. Reese has a friend though that um, uh, just like he, you know, whatever. It's habit too. Like we, we're creatures of habit. You know, he has this. At night, once he, you know, the family's all quieted down and stuff, he goes out and smokes a joint outside. Again, not to smoke a joint inside. So he just takes a walk down the street, smoke a joint, and, you know, 200 meters from his house, smoke mm-hmm. a joint that while walking down the street and then turn around and go back home. They gave him a ticket for 1600 bucks. Wow, Just really? walking down his own street, see? Yeah. Like, that's, that's I shit, thought you. That's I so mean, I shitty. get the whole you got to have a dog thing, but, I mean, if you're fucking walking a kilometer from your house, it should be allowed whether you have a dog or not. Right. You should be and allowed then, to go for the, a walk. Ange pointed it out, though, that, like, you know, if you live in the neighborhood where your friends, you could be walking back from your friend's party or something like that, so maybe yeah. that's why. But That's the other thing, I too. Think, eh? it, it goes with age. Like, you look at a fucking kid, and you're like, listen, buddy, uh, yeah. you, don't, you look like you're out partying you don't look like you're it's just a tricky situation and i think all of them it have is to get. and and the discretion it's discretionary to the police in question right yeah that, that to me is the worst thing giving these people power to make that decision yeah but that's the world we're living in right now and i'm not i'm not saying that they're doing it wrong because i don't know what to do better i mean it seems like everything we do although <clears throat> Keeping the Walmarts of the world and the Costcos open as long as they were when the small guys were forced to shut down, that was, I think that was really just morally wrong. I don't know what uh, financial and economic pressures they were feeling from allowing that to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, like a place that has one stop pharmacy, grocery, you know, household right. clothing, whatever. Yeah. In their mind, maybe oh, no, that should be essential because you get everything in one stop. Yeah, but everybody's going to the same place to make. Maybe making ten stops is better than you know having five hundred people in the one stop shop. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just I, so I, weird. I, yeah. I just want it now. I'm just. I want it to be finished so bad. Yeah. I just want it to be finished, and our numbers are not like for what we are under right now. Like house arrest, see. 
for 15 hours a day or whatever it is. I'm like, it should be going down way faster than it is. Hold on to faith, buddy. You're the fucking spokesperson. If the spokesperson's (laughs) fucking losing his patience, we're all fucked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> keep up the good work everybody <laughs> keep your spirits up <laughs> uh, let's get some more commercials actually can everybody keep fucking up and uh, we need more Derek to get more commercials yeah, telling to everyone another. to stay home it would be great to be have another campaign like in the article you'll see it tomorrow in the paper if you look at it online yeah talking to Bill Brownstein about it I'm like when I first got it he's like how did you get it and I'm like I literally got it just because, you know, I guess they asked around who's a popular comedian here in Quebec in English. And the fact that people were recommending a French guy, I think that probably attracted the the provincial government, especially our current provincial government. All right, we can get a French comedian to do the French campaign and we can get a French comedian to also do the English campaign. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like (laughs) it's like a win win. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll take the uh, ethnically uh, biased thing. Yeah. But I'm like, is that the only research they did on me? Like, no one, if you ever asked anybody that's ever known me or even known of me through comedy, like, would Derek Sege make a good fit for, uh, let's see, the the, well, the th- reason of, the the voice of reason or the uh, the see the 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 voice of moderation and and the, the <laughs> like yeah, I'm like, yeah, they I always didn't thought do that any I would research. be a, if that's what you're asking what not they, to do they clearly I, didn't I do seen, any research. Could have seen myself doing one of those PSAs where the guy's like, mm, "I've been smoking since I'm fucking 14." Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to I can't wait to see your campaign ad telling people to get out and exercise more. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see your campaign that tells people don't drink alcohol. It's not good for yeah. you. Look at me. I'm only 27. I can't wait to <laughs> see all those cigarettes campaigns. are really bad for your complexion. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be hilarious. Uh, if you just did a series of of what not to do, but you're fucking <laughs> Derek Sagan's fucking <laughs> campaign for quitting smoking. <laughs> you could do it, folks, while you're smoking a cigarette. <laughs> we could. Did you? Uh, we could get through did, this cigarette quitting together. But you do it, not me. <laughs> let me know how it goes. Let me know how it goes. It sounds really scary. So you try. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really scary is exactly what you'd say. It sounds like a horrible idea. You tell me how it goes, but you should quit. <laughs> uh, uh, did you watch any football last weekend? Me? Watch football? What an exciting weekend of football if we can transition into that yeah. right, 58 minutes. What an exciting weekend. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And what's left is like, it feels even better. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so I got a bunch right. Uh, it, just FYI, okay. um, I got. Uh, so the, the uh, you won't remember, but I mean the people that listened or maybe are listening to this back to back in the Rams Seahawks game, I said this is it's unpredictable. It's going to be tight. It's going to be great. Yeah. I hope that the Rams win, but I think the Seahawks are going to take it since they're at home. Well, the Rams did win. Um, so I do the picks with you, and then when I place my bets, I look at the spreads and I'm like mm, you know like I get this many points with that guy. So I called uh, the Bills. I called the Seahawks, but I said I want the Rams. I called the Bucks and I said the Bucks would blow out Washington, but they didn't quite blow them out as hard as I thought. I called the Ravens over the Titans. Uh, I called the Saints over the Bears, and I but I I did pick the Steelers over the Browns. So I I technically I went four for six, 
but when I st- when I placed the bets because the the point spreads were so good, mm-hmm. uh, like I, th- I so I took the Rams all kinds with plus three, yeah, because uh, I thought it would be a field goal game. Uh, the Rams ended up winning, so I left money on the table there. And in the Brown Steelers game, all the picks that I had taken for the Steelers to win. I had parlayed, I had combined it with the Bills winning by six and a half points or more. The Bills was it was the first game of the weekend, and it started me off, and I, I lost 600 bucks in one shot because they didn't cover the spread. The spread was six and a half. They only won by three. Now, I did call them to win, so I, I, in terms of our picks, just win or lose, I, I nailed it. But anyway, all to say, I won like five 5,000 bucks. It was great. Fuck, good for you. Because I, I thought the Steelers were going to win, yeah. but I took the Browns. I took the Browns plus 10 and a half. So you the, must the have spread bet a, was 10 a sizable amount of money on this. And they won 11. They won 11, but they won by 11. So I could have really made tons of money if I had I have picked the Browns to win. But anyway. Gosh. Uh, the Browns, Steelers. The Steelers had one of those games that, you know, where everything goes wrong. Like, not just in a football game, but in your life. You know, like today, I'm just going to do the groceries and my parking brake is seized. Then I get to the grocery store and there's nothing that I need. And, you know, and then, uh, I don't know, it feels like a lot of things went wrong, but I think that's it. But anyway, the Steelers football game, first play of the game, the center snapped the ball right over Roethlisberger's head. Touchdown for the defense with 13 seconds gone in the game. Oh, wow. And then, like, four interceptions. Just, it... They started off. The, they were the best team in the league. They went eleven and zero out of the gate. Yeah, and then now they didn't even make it past the first round of the playoffs. So this week, bunch of chokers. All my so right now it's just two. So everybody knows Kansas City is obviously the big favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Kansas City and Green Bay didn't even have to play last week. They got a bye week because they were the number one in each of their divisions. Um, Kansas City is the favorite to win, but because of that, the the um, the uh, the the odds on betting Kansas City to win the Super Bowl was like one point seven to one. Okay. When we started, so I said, "Fuck it, I'll just bet on four other teams that have better odds than that." So if anybody but Kansas City win, I'm gonna get paid. So I put a hundred dollars on Green Bay, Tampa Bay, uh, Baltimore, and Buffalo. Now the sad part is Baltimore and Buffalo play each other this weekend, so I'm gonna lose one of my picks for sure because they're playing each other okay um, but that game everybody even if you don't like football check it out saturday at eight fifteen p.m the baltimore ravens lamar jackson's baltimore ravens are gonna play the buffalo bills who which by the way there's another 30 for 30 about the 1990s buffalo bills that went to the super bowl four times in a row and didn't win once okay this this buffalo bills team is gonna is gonna probably do that they're gonna make it all the way to the super bowl and then lose (laughs) if they beat baltimore right this weekend though i don't even know what to pick but i can tell you that it's going to be the best football game that you've seen in your life baltimore ravens buffalo bills saturday at 8 15 it's gonna be incredible there's two of the youngest most exciting quarterbacks playing against each other they both have good defenses too so it won't be the most high scoring game you've ever seen but there'll be incredible plays both on offense and on defense it's gonna be so exciting i personally they're playing in buffalo um lamar jackson does not have a great playoff record this was his first uh, playoff win that he made just last weekend uh josh allen has basically no playoff experience so 
it's uh, it's a toss up, but I can't help but think um, that uh, uh, the Buffalo Bills, with their weapons and their enjoyment, when you watch them play, you can tell that everybody is loving playing football. They enjoy it. They would be doing this for free, on on you know like without any. They're already playing without fans, but uh, I I think as much as I love Lamar Jackson and I think he's an unstoppable force in the NFL, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Baltimore Ravens this Saturday. It's going to be tight. It's going to be close. Maybe overtime. Who knows? But it's going to be great. I'm taking is there the just Buffalo one Bills. game? Is there other games? There's uh, two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. Oh okay, all right. So I'm taking, but this is so just the most exciting down, right? game. This is the. I'm taking uh, the I'm taking the Bills over the Ravens on Saturday at 15. There's an earlier game on Saturday, which is uh, the L.A. Rams at uh, Lambeau Field in Green Bay, playing the Green Bay Packers. The Rams made a really good. They played really well the last weekend. But uh, the Green Bay Packers, I think, are going to be the Super Bowl champs, if not. First of all, so the two teams that got the uh, the buys, Kansas City and Green Bay, yeah, that will make an incredible Super Bowl. What a Super Bowl that will be. I predict that that probably will be the Super Bowl. I really hope that the Green Bay Packers win that one because I've got money on them and not KC. But I do love KC too. It's so funny. I'm loving the NFL so much. I have like five favorite teams right now. I love the Ravens. I love the Packers. I love Kansas City. I love the Bills. It's so fun. Are but you anyway, just so, this excited because you won money last week? No, I just I'm loving that. I think that's why I keep betting because I lo- I'm loving watching it so much. As soon yeah, as the football why. season's over, I hope I stop betting. I don't want to start betting on the Canadian, whatever. Like, uh, and that was another heartbreaker last night. We lost in overtime to Toronto. Yeah. That sucked. But uh, so, LA Rams, Green Bay Packers on Saturday at four thirty-five p.m. I definitely am going with the Packers. If they lose, well, then stop listening to me altogether. I don't know what I'm talking about because the Packers should easily handle the Rams, even with Aaron Donald. Uh, if there's one quarterback that can sort of offset the awesomeness of Aaron Donald on the D-line. It's Aaron Rodgers. He'll get rid of the ball. He'll run away and throw the ball. Aaron Rodgers. So the Packers over the Rams, then the Bills over the Ravens, which hurts me to say. The Chiefs should make easy work of the Browns, but I I would... I'm probably going to put money on the Browns being in the lead after the first quarter. Oh, I know you will. The Chiefs are always slow starters. They're slow starters, so the Browns probably go up to a 10-7... Or a 10-3 lead in the first quarter. And then it's going to be all Chiefs after that. Uh, And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady meeting Drew Brees. These two guys are both in the top three of every passing, every quarterback statistic that there is. Those two guys are in the top five of every single one of them. Most TDs, most yards, most passes, most complete passes, most wins, everything. So it's going to be super fun to watch these Old timers, old timers. They're my, they're younger than me, older than you. Um, but I think because they're playing in New Orleans, I think because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense is a little bit beat up, I think the Saints are going to beat Tampa Bay in New Orleans, uh, and that's it. So I've got Packers, Bills, Chiefs, Saints. I think uh, in on the books they're probably all the favorites as well. So um, I will be. Betting less though, because I'm up right now. My, I, I'm, I'm probably going to make a couple. I'll probably bet max three hundred dollars on the games this weekend. Max three hundred. Uh, well, let's that, go. Don't hold go, me to it. Or yeah, whatever. sure. That's that's light. That's uh, that's a good. That's a reasonable amount of money to bet. <laughs> so I predict. I predict for next week. I predict it's going to be uh, uh, Chiefs, Saints, and Packers, Bills. <laughs> 
And um, here we go. All right. That's it. That's the picks. That's the picks. All right, guys. Fucking go at them. Go big. Let us know if you won with Derek's picks last week because you won big. I wonder if anyone won big. I wonder. That'd be cool to fucking find out if you if you won uh, if someone won some money. All right, buddy. I also won with Alabama too. I won with Alabama. What did you you won with Alabama? Yeah. Would you win a fucking national championship gift certificate? No, no, I bet on the national championship, the uh, college football. I bet that uh, Alabama would win by seven and a half and that the over, they would go over 75 and they went to 76. Pretty awesome. Cool. Fucking football, man. I don't know any of that shit. All right, buddy. I think that was CJAD just calling me right now. Sorry, I got a phone call. All right, well, get on it. Fucking don't, don't let us hold you up, buddy. You get on you get on the bets and the media fucking press. You get on all that press for that big commercial. You fucking do that. We'll we'll yeah. fucking sit around. All right, buddy. Good chatting, good talk, good picks. That was fun. Good talk. Look, we did good. Well. We didn't have we didn't talk. We we left COVID out for a while. Pretty good. We we, we dabbled. We dabbled, but we stayed as as far as we can. We're gonna try and do that so we don't Excuse disappoint some everyone. Oh some lightheartedness. God. Yes. Talk about disappointing. I miss you, buddy. I miss you. I want to be able to see you and give you a hug. Yeah, I man. Do. I can't wait till this fucking Sounds. world is back to normal. And we could live yeah. again, not have to be fucking secluded and isolated and, you know, all that shit. It will be nice. It will be nice. Well, we'll have to do, regardless of what the rules are at, I mean, unless it's a full lockdown like it is now, but hopefully we'll be able to do something even in my yard across from each yeah. other or something like yeah. that. Yeah, once the Podcasts. fucking government eases up and doesn't fine us thousands of dollars for fucking getting together. Yeah, we'll and if to. it's safe, obviously we yeah. want to be safe too because it's be smart, everybody. That's not, you know, the rules. You don't have to like the rules, but do whatever you think is the best to keep your friends and neighbors and family safe. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right, man. <laughs> Good chat, you dude. You well, buddy. I love you. Love you too, man. See you. Love you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be fine.